Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Paul Cooney here tonight for, well, it's a European special, the Knights We Love. Rangers in action in 40 minutes. Rangers over there in the Westfalen Stadion. Borussia Dortmund against the Scottish champions, Rangers. And we're going to speak to someone in a moment or two who knows all about success with that club winning the Champions League. Yep, Paul Lambert will join us in a moment or two. Leanne Crichton, you're looking forward to it tonight, the doubleheader Celtic-Bodo uh, Glimt here in Glasgow as well. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, Paul, it's a, a European special. It's the nights that we love in Glasgow especially. So the early kick-off, I think, always makes it that extra special and it takes you on throughout the night. Simon, for Rangers in the knockout stages and for Celtic, a playoff actually to get into that with the Conference League <clears> that most people don't know too much about. And we don't know too much about Bodo Glimt. Yeah, myself included. I'm looking for, for Rob maybe to give me some information on Bodo Glimt tonight. But certainly Borussia Dortmund uh, rhyme off the, t- the tongue very easily. A big, big team in Europe, uh, second in the Bundesliga, and that will be a fantastic tie with Rangers. Match commentator on BT tonight has dropped into the studio here, at no charge. It's Rob McLean. Rob, <laughs> no great charge, to see you. <laughs> and we'll speak to you in a few moments Absolutely. about it. But looking forward to it. Great to have both in action. Yeah, yeah it's a great night, and they're both looking again to the last sixteen of the respective competitions. I'm just going to slide that fag packet that I've made the notes on about the uh, game tonight across to Simon, <laughs> so that he can benefit from them as well. As you know, thirty-five minutes to kick off for Rangers against Borussia Dortmund, and. Uh, Let's join Paul in a second or two, but you've got the teams, Leanne, and uh, you're going to give us the Rangers lineup. Yeah, yep. the Rangers lineup. It's McGregor in goals, Tavernier, Bassey, Lundstrom, Golton. Big news is that Ryan Jack is fit to start. I'm sure the Rangers supporters will be delighted to hear that. Ryan Kent, Aribo, Morelis, Barisic, and Arfield. So it looks like they're, they're straight up 4 3 3. But I think the big one for me is that. As I say, Ryan Jack's fit to start for Rangers. And we know for Dortmund, there's definitely no Erling Haaland. He's definitely not in, is he? No, he's definitely not. I don't see him here on the the team sheet. So I think that, again, is is probably a boost, but certainly a lot of quality throughout that Dortmund side. Let's find out just how good. Let's go on to the man with the European medal. Anyone else here with a European medal? Sam, you did a lot in the game, but not quite. No, uh, I didn't quite match Lambeau. No, nowhere near, in fact. You were in the Champions League last season with Glasgow City. Rob and I commentated in many, but a man who had the medal and he's with us again. It's Paul Lambert. Paul, good evening. Hi, Paul. You're looking forward to it tonight um, for Dortmund. I mean, it's a pity there's only 10,000 there, but do you think that's going to help Rangers? I was a shadow of doubt. Paul, I think that could... The only thing I would say, that Dortmund are used to playing with no crowds for, for a long while now, just because obviously the, the COVID situation. So they're, they're used to it, used to it. But the biggest thing is, you're right, just on top of the programme there, that the fans, it's the fans that you, you feel it for, because I've played in a lot of games. When you play there, that is one of the most intimidating stadiums that um, that you can play in, because, simply because they're on top of you. And the, the yellow wall is, Everybody knows that. 
the boys like a magnet. It never comes out of there. And, and they attack it, and they attack it, and they attack until eventually something happens in it. So that, that's, for me, Rangers' best chance with no crowd. Now, we know no Elling Haaland tonight, but uh, Jude Bellingham's in there. Uh, Mats Hummels is in as well. It's a really strong team. What do you make of them just now? I know that they lost to Leverkusen 5-2, what, 10 days ago, but they had a great result at the weekend. Well, I've seen them live, Paul, a few times this season. And um, Haaland is, is an absolute threat. I know he's missing, but Marlon up the top is, is equally as quick as him. And, and the two of them are absolutely rapid. Bellingham, I think, is one of the best young players in Europe. With the way he plays, but Royce has hit a bit of form as well. They're, they're a young side. Hummers gives them the, the experience, but they're dynamic. They're quick, and they'll they'll try and run over the top. Rangers, especially at home, to get the game to get the game finished. But Rangers will have to defend well in it because it's it's a difficult place to get anything from. Paul, how how do you think they're affected by Erling Haaland not playing? I mean, is that is that? I mean, th- there's the boost that it's not a full house in the Westfalen, but it's a double boost in a way, isn't it? With with Erling Haaland not playing, one of the best young players in the world, Rob, not playing. That and to any any team that that's a a bonus. But I saw the Dortmund game on Saturday against Union Berlin, mm-hmm. and Marlon played through the middle, and he was honestly he was rapid as well. And I thought, you know, dear, he's he ain't slow him as well. So they've still got the threat, even though Haaland, they're losing one of the best young... He must be one of the top three strikers in the world, him. Mm. I saw his goal. I think his goals this season are for club and country, 28 and 23. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, He's really gone downhill, hasn't <laughs> he? That, that was the time at Celtic, I think. Simon, did you play in the West Valley? I didn't actually. No, I it's mean, I've been there a couple of times. Absolutely, there, I've, I've, I've listened to, to Lambo talk about it enough in the changing room over the years. Uh, Did he drop a few names? Yeah, I one or two. <laughs> Andy Moller, I think, was a notable one. But yeah. I think uh, everybody knows about where uh, Westfallen Stadium. Yeah, it's the, the yellow wall, as Lambo says there. I think the atmosphere. I've watched many nights on the TV Champions League nights with, with Dortmund with the crowd right behind them so that that in itself is a shame you know there's only going to be 10,000 there but as Lambo quite rightly says that could maybe work in Rangers favour tonight because it's going to be a really difficult game for them Leanne what are you thinking about tonight and looking at the Rangers team you know they've, they've had a good couple of weeks after you know the, the near disaster for them at Celtic Park but some of the players back on form it's great that Ryan Jack is fit tonight yeah I think you need to hope that players are, are back on form Paul I know there's been a couple of results but again the personnel look at Barisic going to a, a venue like that a really tough night I think he'll be up against it he hasn't looked the most confident his performances haven't been great over the last couple of months so I think it's a big night for him Bassey obviously will go in there again uh, alongside Goldson I think it'll be a massive performance from the midfield players you know I think they're going to need to work their socks off tonight to, to try and break up play but what you would like to see is that Rangers is going and give it a go, you know, because there's no point in getting to this stage against a top opposition, which you know what they're capable of. Um, you know, sitting and as Paul mentioned, probably get ran over the top. You know, when you look at the pace and the athleticism and the quality within that Dortmund side. Paul, would you agree? Uh, listen, it's, it's, it's I can't stress how hard it is to get a result there, yeah. just because the way the stadium is is built and there's no running track but it's right on top of you and, but they're, they're a dynamic for my time is a totally different era and totally different players we, we had World Cup guys who were just brilliant to play with but this young team is, as I said Hummels there and, and Royce would have been part of the World Cup team they've got a couple of lads that have played in the World Cup but predominantly they're young and their legs getting around their pitch is, is dynamic if Rangers come and have a go at them 
then I think that's their best chance. If they sit off and sit off and wait for something to happen, then it, it can be a long, long night, that, for them. Because they made a mistake against Celtic, didn't they? So, well, I, I've never seen a Rangers team play like that in the first 10 minutes of it. Well, they're defending here. In, in, in an old firm game, that's, that's probably one of the things that your fans don't want you to see is not to give it a go because there's too many of your supporters watching it. But the, the way they, they started against Celtic, you thought they were just trying to them, but in Celtic, to be fair, that night were very, very good. Are you are you surprised, Paul, that uh, that John Lundstrom um, is preferred effectively here to Glenn Kamara? Kamara's on the bench. John Lundstrom. I mean, it did sound in, during the January window that he might be offloaded. Mm. That it really wasn't working out for him. He's made some comeback here, hasn't he? I, I tell you what, Rob. We played that when he's at Sheffield United. He, he was excellent. Mm. Lundstrom. I thought he, he was really, really good, and he's obviously been up to Scotland and. and the way a lot of players do, can't handle the old firm goldfish bowl or the intensity of it or the or the, the size and magnitude of the club. Rangers are a different club from Sheffield United, sorry. So I think that when you look at that, it's, for him to come back again is probably a big statement on his behalf. But again, these sort of games, I always think, separates the, the right good players from mm. the, the no-so-good ones because these are the games you have to really perform in. Simon? Yeah, I think, uh, I'm just looking at the Rangers team, I think the likes of Jack and Arfield have been really... I know Jack's just back from injury. Uh, I think, as Leanne says, a, a big one to come back in. Arfield, I think, has been a really consistent performer for Rangers as well over the, the last few games. I'm looking at the front three as well. I think it's set up to go and have a go. Mm. I know you can't go gung-ho, so to speak, and you know flood forward and leave loads of gaps, but I think they have to go and try and hurt Dortmund and, and give Borussia Dortmund something to think about. Uh, and certainly the way they're lining up there, you know, I think with the discipline of, of Jack in the midfield, it's allowing the likes of Yarribo, who's arguably been Rangers' best player, Kent and, and Morelos, who's at the top of his form. Yeah, it's time for the three of them, isn't it, Paul, maybe to have... I mean, they're on a showcase tonight as well, and a, a huge a game tonight. It's a chance for Aribo and Kent. And, and Morelos, what do you make of the Colombian striker recently? Uh, listen, I think he's... he's um... For me, he's a bit erratic with, with some of his, his actions and things like that sort of thing with the way the way the lad plays the game. I don't know much about him, but he seems a bit up and down in the, the way he has that temperament uh, uh, thing that he's got in his game, which sometimes can be a, a good thing. But he's going to be up against defenders that are cute, that are quick. They'll play against a team tonight that they're not used to playing in a different way of playing. That's, that's what Rangers will have to overcome. They'll, they'll, they're up against guys that have played at the highest, highest level in Europe or of big international tournaments. So it's a different level they're stepping up to. And Rangers will have to raise their game without a, without a doubt. I mean, the will have to change his game a little bit to, to combat there too because I don't see Rangers having a lot of the ball. But when they use it, they have to try and punish him. It's a Champions League team, Leanne, isn't it? I mean, no question. Yeah. It is, absolutely. But yeah. I think when you look at the performances of Rangers in, in the last couple of seasons, they've actually enjoyed mm-hmm. the European stage. And I think a lot of players... That is where they've actually shown their real qualities and they've stepped up to the mark. A couple of results maybe just fallen by the wayside as they progress throughout the tournament. But I think that you know it might ease their minds tonight knowing that they're going up against a, an effectively a Champions League side. You look at the name, it probably takes the heat off Rangers. There's no pressure. Um, but I think it's an opportunity for the Rangers players that have certainly underperformed in that old firm match um, and the ones that have probably had to sit it out since then to really bounce back and, and have a go and show why you know, they're Rangers players and this could be a massive point in their season because 
you know, getting up to the levels and trying to match Dortmund could be really good for them to come off the back of that into the weekend results. And that's the way I think the Rangers players have got to look at it. You're, you're probably looking for them to, to get up to the levels they showed against Benfica. You know, when they came yeah. close yeah. twice to beating Benfica, they drew twice. I mean, that was Europa League, but that again was a Champions League team. Mm. It's that sort of level of performance that they have to get to tonight, you would imagine, to keep the tie alive. And yeah. I guess, Simon, it, it is about mm. keeping it alive tonight, isn't it, to next week? Yeah, that's the big thing. That's the big thing to get back to a full house at Ibrox, you know, with something to get your teeth into uh, and, and not have the tie been uh, well and truly over. That's the task, I think, for Rangers tonight. But I think, I mean, over the last couple of years, I know different management now and you're looking at mostly the same team. I think Rangers' form in Europe has been really good, you know, and I, I don't think there's much bigger than, than, than Dortmund they've played. But as you say, Benfica, I think I think their form's been decent uh, and I think that gives them hope. And as Leanne says, if you if you take if you get any sort of result out of uh, tonight's game and a performance, it's a real shot in the arm for them for the for the last bit of the season. And Paul Giovanni Arena, he's on the bench. Because mm. obviously a lot yeah. about him in the papers here, you know, with the Claudio Arena named after uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. I don't ever remember that happening before, do you? An opposition manager being named as well, you know one of the players. Um, what about him? We've heard a lot about him. Loads of promise. No, very good. And his dad was a good player. To yeah. His dad, his dad was a good player, but the, his son is very good. Again, another young player who's, who's on that conveyor belt. As I said, we've got many, many young players coming through. And that, that's the beauty about them. Bruce Dortmund at the minute is, is they have got the legs to get around the pitch. They have got the dynamic. They, they break with speed. And if you get caught in the counter, I don't think you're, you're going to catch them before. But the, the young lad, Rainer, is, is very good. But the way the Dortmund side is at the minute to get into it is tough. Other than Haaland, who, who probably for me is one that would be 100% stick on to, to play. Many at right backs, obviously, I think Sandra, but other than that, Guerrero is one of the European championships with Portugal. So they know they know what it's about. They know exactly how to play the game. And it's a tie that I know they are a tournament I know they want to try and win. Leanne, Leanne was speaking there about Borna Barisic and you know how fragile he could potentially be in a game oh, yeah. at this level. The other one, Barry Ferguson, Paul was speaking last night about Calvin Bassey, who you know was signed as a left back, but he's been forced into action. I mean, no Balogun, he's injured. No Helander, he's not in the squad. So Bassey plays centre back tonight, and this could be a really searching examination for him, couldn't it? It will be. Even for, I mean, I know the lad Barisic when he played against thirty. I mean, dear oh dear, he was all over the place. And, and he's lucky I actually probably get back into that team mm-hmm. after the way he played. So when you look when you look at that, he, he definitely must be fragile with that. He's lucky there's no a full crowd there, or else he it, it could have been another hard night for him. But it, listen, I think every Rangers player Rob are going to have to play well above their mm-hmm. their mark to get to get any, or they're going to have to have about eight or nine of them to perform to the highest level to get something from it. What do you think the scoreline's going to be, Paul? <sighs> I think Rangers have to score, Paul. I think mm-hmm. that. Give them some sort of confidence that they can think we can, we can hurt them. It'll be very, I'll be surprised if if they get a result against Dortmund, just because I know how difficult it is to to play there. Albeit there's no crowd, I would think Dortmund will win. But it's just when the Rangers can keep it close to bring it back. Simon said to make it a game at Ibrox. Leanne. Yeah, I think it'd be a tough night. I think if Rangers could get any sort of result and, and even keep themselves in the tie, and I mean even with a defeat tonight, you know, if it was close, a 1-0 um, to get back to Ibrox, I think they would be delighted with that. I think it's going to be a really, really tough night, but it's up to the Rangers players to step up. I think anything other than a Dortmund mm. win, I think we would all be pretty shocked. They'll have to be at their best, won't they, Simon? Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what do you reckon? I, I think any... 
I think it would be tough to 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 get anything other than a narrow one goal defeat. I think that would be a, a success to take back to Ibrox and, and as I say, give give them a chance to turn it over. I think two goals, anything more than, than that, it's impossible at Ibrox. Rob, you've often been on team flights with Rangers and Celtic. I think at 1-0, coming back tonight, they wouldn't be too unhappy with that, no, would they? No, 1-0, I mean 2-1. I mean, away goals isn't an issue anymore, no. but but just a, a narrow defeat would be great. But I think, I, I hear what Paul's saying, you know, you look at that starting eleven for Rangers and you think... Um, eight, nine, maybe ten of them have to be really at the top of their game. Otherwise, they could get overrun here tonight. Could be a big night for your old team for Celtic as well. Paul Lambert, what do you, re- what do you reckon tonight against Bodo Glimt? I think that's a, a real dangerous game, Paul. I think they've learned it's unknown. But mm-hmm. I think Simon said he didn't know too much. I don't think anybody knew too much until they beat Roma really heavily. And, and then they came onto the, everybody's radar. But... Mm-hmm. The way Celtic, you know, it's, it's funny because the way Celtic are playing at the minute with the crowd and with the team and the manager, everybody seems to be in the same page. And they look as if they've got that tidal wave of we can win, we can win, we can win. And Simon will tell you, when you're at Celtic, you have to win games. It doesn't matter how you do it. You have to win no matter, no matter who you're playing against. You have to win. And then you go into the next one and go to the next one. I think when you look at the team at the minute, that's what they're doing. They're, they're churning out wins now. They're getting the wins. They're getting the wins and momentum's with them. And for Bodo Glimp, to get something at Parkhead listen it's an unknown dangerous game I'll be surprised if Celtic never never won it I, th- I think there are two, two big pluses for Celtic tonight there aren't there one one that um, Bodo Glimter are in the midst of pre-season their season ended mm-hmm. in the middle of December it doesn't start again till early April and also the, they've lost four of their top yeah. top players that won the title last season and yeah they've probably signed some really good ones as well because that's what they're doing in the last couple of years but th- they're still to be gelled into the team that you know they've still to come together you would have thought and in terms of you know physical condition you know Celtic should be superior tonight you would have thought yeah I think so I mean Robert as I said if you eat Simon's obviously sitting next to you but I always felt it Celtic do you know what it didn't matter who came to Parkhead the fans expect you to win mm. and I think that was the mindset of the players that we've got to win games here we don't have time to to, to get a draw or lose the games because the crowd demand that that winning and that, that can go for you that can go against you if you don't have the mentality to, to get through the games but, and, but that's why I say this is a dangerous game even though mm-hmm. they've set the best players and people say Bodo Glimp some people can even spell that name <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're speaking to us yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I can crack it tonight but we'll see how it goes <laughs> what's your score like Paul? <clears throat> I think I think Celtic are one I'm going to go I'll go 3-1 Celtic Paul, before you go, can we ask you, are you watching it in Aberdeen? Have they lured you up to Pitordry? I know you're not expecting that, but we'd have to ask. For a like. Yeah. yeah. Is there a chance you'll take over for Stephen Glass? I mean, I read the comments that if you were asked, you would speak to them. Have uh, they asked? No, listen, as I said before, I would I would never apply for it. And then that's the way I stand. I'm quite happy with what I'm doing at the minute. I do stuff for, for Dortmund anyway, Paul, at the minute with little things. So um, I'm quite happy where I am at the minute. I don't fancy egging up in that cold north North Robin Lane accent oh steady steady I've got subtitles you know (laughs) Paul Lambert brilliant to speak to you as always thanks so much Paul speak to you soon cheers Paul cheers Cheers. the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more let's go go go
Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton and Simon Donnelly, uh, 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Thanks for everyone for making the switch on every night from five. This time tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here. Uh, along with Barry Ferguson and with uh, Mark Guidi. But Rob, you're here. Thanks here. for popping in. You're on I the way here. for tonight's match, Celtic against Bodo yeah. Glimt. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, big opportunity for, for Celtic. And and you do wonder about these games, whether they actually get in the way for Rangers and Celtic from what is a massive title season. What do you and think? The, and the big prize at the I, end of it. I, I, I mean... We were speaking about this last night and I guess the clever money would be for Rangers not to get through yep. against a really top European team and for Celtic probably when you consider all the circumstances for Celtic to get through. So does that then give an advantage to Rangers in the title race because it's a few less games to think about? I don't think Ange Postacoglu would agree no, with I that. I, no, I, I know, no, 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 no. When you when you listen to him, he says, sure. "Bring it on!" You yeah. know, we're in it, so let's sure. try and win it. Mm-hmm. You know, Simon. But, yeah, I quite like uh, Ange's attitude. I can see both sides. I, I remember, I think back in the cup, winners' cup, it might have been one time we played on a Thursday and had to play on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one and only time I can really. I think we were in Batumi. I don't know if you were there. And uh, the travel and everything, and you had to play on the Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. and that was quite tough. But I think nowadays, I think players like to play. The games come thick and fast. I know everybody at Celtic and Rangers will have their focus on the league. Mm-hmm. But European nights, they don't, they don't, uh, mm-hmm. they struggle to get better than them, especially with the likes of. Rangers at Ibrox next week against Dortmund. Tonight will be a full house at Celtic. Leanne, as I said, last season you were doing both. You were playing in the league and you were playing in Europe. Yeah, I think if you can keep your squad fit and everybody's fresh and available, then it's a good thing. You know, and if you can come out the back of even a defeat tonight for Rangers, if you can come out the back of it with positives and a feel-good factor and a belief in what you're trying to achieve, because let's face it, you won't face Dortmund at the weekend domestically, so the, the, the challenge is going to be slightly different. I think it keeps the performance levels a bit higher. It keeps you on the button. I think throughout the week you travel, you're always in the zone, you never really switch off. It's very much matter-of-fact. It's a game, it's a preparation. You play, you travel home, you rest, you recover, you train, you play, you rest, recover. It's, it's constant, which can be good though, because psychologically, if you don't have a European game midweek, you maybe switch off a bit, you, you've too much time to think about it maybe there's too much training I think whereas now if you just rest and prepare for games it can be a really good thing and as Rob mentioned if you're Celtic and you're perhaps coming up against a lesser European opposition you could get a real bit of momentum going with those games and you know how fit players are now look at Sadio Mane (laughs) coming back from the final um, yeah you know and he was fined a few days later. What Salah. after Salah, well, Salah's with the two of them? They don't drink yep. the two of them. I saw Klopp said that that neither yep. of them drink. Um, but it is interesting. When I know I heard last night, Robin, it's a, it's a good question. Mm. Would Rangers? Of course, Rangers want to win against Dortmund. Absolutely. But if they go out, I think probably would a lot of Rangers fans say, "Well, it's all about getting another title." Yeah. That is interesting for Celtic. Before you go, mm-hmm. Rob, um, you know Bodo Glimt because you've got done your uh, preparation for tonight. Who should we look out for? Well. That, that's a really good question because unlike Borussia Dortmund, yeah. it is not full of household names like Michael Royce and, and Jude Bellingham, etc. Yeah. You, you look through their team and there's nothing really that massively jumps out at you. But what does jump out at you is that four or five years ago, they were in the second tier of Norwegian football. Mm. 
then they, they got promoted. They were 11th, 2nd, 1st, 1st. And two years ago, they set all sorts of records. Molda, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's old team, they're, they're traditionally, in recent times, the, the top team. They beat them by 19 points. They scored more goals than anyone had ever done. The margin of victory, all the rest of it, all the stats. Uh, incredible. Uh, Shetil Knutsen is the, is the manager. There was, there was a rumour that he might have gone to Norwich before Dean Smith got that yeah. job. There's been a rumour linking him with Aberdeen recently. Uh, he's done amazing things with them they lost their entire front three two years ago after winning the title they've lost another four this time having what but but what they're what they've proved that they can do is reinvent uh, year on year with the the proceeds that they bring in they they just find more new young talent to develop from elsewhere in Norway and it, it's a and it's a it's a fantastic model and they're a dangerous team. And the other interesting thing tonight is they play 4-3-3. They're a bit like Celtic, yeah. you know, in that they do the high press, yeah. uh, quick counter-attacking game, uh, lots of intensity about it. So it's going to be, they're, they're going to try tonight. To, you know, I don't think for a minute they're going to sit in. I don't think that's what the, what they do. Um, so they're going to try and beat Celtic, Leanne, tonight at their own game. Sounds like it could be goals galore, yeah. if that's yeah. the case, which will be an excellent game to watch, you know, because yeah. Celtic are, are going to come out the, the traps flying, you'd imagine. And as you say, Bodo Glint, they won't change. You know, I think they'll see it as a test and a challenge to go and play in front of that crowd and that atmosphere. And at this stage of a competition, that you, you they probably feel realistically they can perhaps go and progress, Rob, if they've had such a, yeah. well, a well, quick progression Rome, over the last Rome number of years. Exactly. The cash, Rob, yeah. so they've lost the four players. They lost the four players since that Roma game. Then, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So they've moved on. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of them went. One yeah. of them went for the best part of ten million. Yeah, you know, right. so you know, quality players and a and a great model for a, yeah. a successful football club. Can I ask you two quick things before you go? Yes. The no, Aberdeen. I'm not doing the travel. Uh, the, Aber- <laughs> the, the, the Aberdeen job. Who's going to get it? Who do you reckon? Well, I think I mean, you know, I think Jim Goodwin is the obvious contender. I think there's a way to get him out of his current deal. And I haven't heard too many people disagreeing furiously with the prospect of Jim Goodwin. The the impression I get is that behind the scenes that's happening. And just down the road at Dundee, strange is sacking a long time, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we're not usually surprised. But James McPake out after two wins in a yeah. row. I know it's been a tough season. And Mark McGee, who's back, mm-hmm. who's a fantastic player, of course, German experience, Aberdeen, Celtic uh, here. Um, but it just seemed like, name had gone. It just yeah. seemed like totally the wrong time. I yeah. mean, if they were going to get rid of James McPake, maybe a few weeks ago, and you'd have mm. said, well, fair enough, you know. But on the back of winning at Tyne Castle, getting to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals, they play uh, Rangers at oh. the ends coming up. <laughs> then you change the manager and you bring in a guy who hasn't been involved in Scottish football for some considerable time and who arrives here with a six-match touchline ban. Exactly, you were saying, Leanne. That, yeah, it's, uh, yep. it's the strangest appointment for me, I think, mm. the timing of it. Listen, if it had happened a number of months ago, I don't think anybody would have been surprised. Even a number of weeks ago, I think, if you listened to James McPake in his post-match interviews, there was probably a bit of nervousness and anxiety around the way he was speaking and the, type, yeah. the, the bits of language that he was using that perhaps he felt he was under pressure. But to come through the results that he's got with the Hearts result at Tynecastle to then go and progress in the Cup, which was a game that, you know, they were damned if they were doing, they were damned if they don't. They were going to a tough place in Peterhead. We knew they were going to give it a right good go. They came through unscathed, 3-0. Yes, it could have been different if decisions had perhaps played out differently. And when James McPake spoke after that game, I don't think he sounded like a manager that felt he was under pressure. So for me, it's very strange around the timing. The fact that Mark McGee's got a six-game ban, touchline ban, I think that's massive. 
how influential your coach can be. Simon mm. will tell you, down at the touchline, getting to know new players, trying to implement a style throughout the week, trying to get players to do exactly what you want them to do, and you have to go and do that from the stand. For me, it is utterly bizarre. Paul, Paul, can I ask you a question? Indeed. What are the roads like between here and Celtic Park? <laughs> well, let's we'll just check just now. Yeah, you'd be quicker, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> is, there, is there not a Gil Go Radio right. Black Limo waiting for me outside? And could you send it back for Simon Donnelly to head off to the match <laughs> at seven? <laughs> Rob, I take it that's your cue. Thanks, Rob. We'll hear you yeah. tomorrow night at five. All the best. Who's on with you? Tonight, uh, oh, sorry, I thought you'd ask me tomorrow night. No, no, I was going to no. look down at that little bit. Yeah, uh, tells me Barry and Mark, Chris Sutton, and Craggs, our very own Craggs. No, uh, no big names in. Steady, great, enjoy it. All right, thank yep, you very bye, much. Bye, thank bye. you, Rob McLean, joining us. It is fascinating. I mean, obviously Gordon Strachan, he's still director of football, isn't he, at Dundee? So uh, he's not at Celtic anymore, is he? No, that was a short-term appointment, I think. Uh, I'm right in saying, um, but it's yeah, strange. Yeah. Yeah, really strange, Paul. Um, it just shows you how quickly football can change and it, it's at that point of the season where it's the, the managerial merry-go-round, if you like to call it. And certainly Aberdeen have made the decision to, to sack Stephen Glass, then Dundee follow suit. It just seems to be a bit of a, a domino effect, but it was one that I was surprised at when I seen that news coming through. Rangers kick off in what, just about uh, nine minutes time. So um, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. This is what he was saying about the match uh, with Dortmund. Dortmund. You know, we're playing against one of the, the top sides in Europe. Of course, it's very nice for us to be uh, still involved in Europe. So, you know, when you are involved in Europe after the winter break, you're going to play against a very good opposition. We are uh, relishing the challenge to to play against uh, a top side and, you know, we just go out and try to, to go to the next round. For us, it's uh, it's a challenge and, and, and very good to uh, to be involved still in Europe. Relishing the challenge, Rangers tonight are McGregor, Tavernier, Bassey, Lundstrom and Goldson, Jack, Kent, Aribo and Morelos, Barisic and Arfield. So, obviously... Morelos uh, leading the line, but Lundstrom, he's back in favour, is he, in the last few weeks? We're going to major on that in a few moments. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu then. There'll be thousands of Celtic fans heading fairly soon. Traffic's looking okay at the moment, Rob. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu. Um, two great games tonight, Leanne. So you're going to be watching on here till seven and then split screen after that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we'll certainly be keeping across the games. It always makes it an interesting night midweek when you've got the European games to look forward to and we can have that live reaction as it as it comes through. Um and as we spoke about two tough games and, and you know, probably a different way for Rangers, a different challenge going away from home. The fact that the crowd's not in, you know, as Paul Lambert says, it might benefit Rangers and certainly something that they'll look to take advantage from. And I know you said mentioned Lundstrom, but I think when you when you look at him um, and Simon will know as well how important this is now in the game. When you look at stats and you look at players that cover distance um, and the types of distance that they cover, he's right up there at the very top. And he's been like that since he was a young player coming through in England when you, you hear people that have played with him and alongside him. So I can only imagine that he's in there tonight to cover that ground in midfield and, and try and keep up with those Dortmund players. But certainly an interesting tie in, in the Celtic one at Celtic Park, I think, will be, um, Rob mentioned, both teams with the same similar style coming out, all attacking football. We could have plenty of goals. Great night of football. We'll hear from Simon in a moment or two uh, about that point, about Rangers. And here's Ange Postacoglu. Squad update for Celtic. Mikey Johnson, he picked up a bit of an ankle uh, sprain it's nothing too serious but it will keep him out for a little while everyone else got through okay Josip Juranovic is available he's back training he missed the last couple of games that's it I think the others um, Yosuke Deguchi obviously is not registered so he won't he won't be available but everyone else is okay mate uh, 
in a strong squad. European excitement, Celtic fans love the Knights under the floodlights. Europe gives you that opportunity to, to play against teams who play a little bit differently, um, have different approaches. Uh, when you play away from home, it's different conditions, um, all those kind of things. So I, I love those challenges. I know the players are looking forward to it. And look, European nights at Celtic Park are always special. So the, all those ingredients means that, you know, we're all really excited about the game. I'm sure our supporters are. I know the players are. And um yeah, with the way Bodo play as well, I think it'll be a good game. Simon Donnelly, your boys love going along to the games, don't they? And looking forward to it. Yeah, especially the, the European nights. And I yeah. think the other ones, Paul, that, you know, looking back at my, my own time at Celtic, that's the ones that I look back fondly mm. on, you know, up there with obviously the Rangers games. Uh, that goes without saying. But the, the European nights can be special if you can get the fans on side early doors, you know, they can really lift it uh, and there's no better place. I, I really think Ange this season, I think some of the results, okay, questionable when he's building his team at the beginning, but there was never lack of excitement in those games. You know, Celtic, uh, I remember away to Betis, 2-0 yeah. up, mm. uh, did really well against Leverkusen mm. early doors. So I think now he's got a, a more balanced side. Uh, he's obviously more of his own players in there. They've, they've, they've gained serious momentum over the since the winter break. Uh, they're on a great run domestically, and I think they will take that into tonight. They rested a few at the weekend for the uh, the league uh, Scottish Cup game, sorry, and I think they'll bring some boys back in tonight. I think it'll be a really good tie again. I think the mm. way Ange goes about it. He's very, very positive. He's came out and said that they would like to win it, which I love. People will yeah. criticise him for that, but I like it. You're in the, the last 32 or whatever it is, why not go and have a, a right go at it? Uh, their form's good, so it'll be, I think, as Leanne says, I think what we've heard uh, about Bodo and their approach, I think it'll be an exciting game tonight. Plenty of reasons to be cheerful. We're going to take a quick break, Leanne, because uh, the Rangers game is next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton and Simon Donnelly. Uh, Rangers in action in Dortmund. Uh, Leanne, the teams are out. We're watching it as well. You'll miss nothing. Looking forward to it. We're just chatting there with Paul Lambert on earlier. I mean, this is a, I almost said, it's a top European side. It is, absolutely. Littered with talent and, and top talent at that. Um, experience throughout that Dortmund side, then young, youthful players that are going to be abs- the absolute benchmark, I think, moving forward over the years. But they're a real top side. And this is going to be a, a, a mammoth challenge for Rangers tonight just to stay in the game will be one thing to go and possibly get a result would be um, certainly an exceptional result for Rangers but I think just to go and be tried and tested Paul against some of the best players in Europe right now is, is a challenge that Rangers players tonight have got to embrace We heard Paul Lambert saying Malin their striker Simon is special as a as a great striker you, you'll be looking forward to watching him yeah, that's the one I'm actually looking at when the, the Dortmund team sheet came up there. Paul, obviously with Lambeau, uh, identifying him at the weekend, saying that he's lightning quick. So Rangers will obviously have to keep a close eye on him. Obviously with the, the well-known Haaland uh, mm-hmm. not making the game. Uh, but I think teams like this Dortmund I've watched over the year, they just seem to bring players through continuously, you know, and the levels never really go down. As I said, I think they're sitting just off the top, chasing Bayern yep. Munich, which is normally seem to be doing but I think it's six points off them they're above Leverkusen who we've seen were how good a side against Celtic uh, over the two two ties so yeah this will be a, a tough test for Rangers 
Let's hear from Alan McGregor. Quick word with the keeper who could be really busy tonight. Um, obviously, all European games are different. I think they're very different to domestic games. European games, the, the opposition play a different way. Um, but as uh, the boss says, we've analysed that. Uh, we'll go out and try and do our best. Try and obviously you want to try and win every game, although it will be difficult because of a top opposition. I think the, the sort of way the, the game goes in Europe is it's different than domestic. Going to be some game. I know we asked earlier on. Could go anyway. I mean, you're hoping that Rangers realistically might come back with maybe one goal difference. Or? Yeah, I think, you know, just listen to Alan McGregor. He's a, a player I think that could be busy tonight, Paul. And, and what you need is Alan McGregor to be in top form. You need the other 10 outfield players to also be in top form. And, and you need the opposition to probably have an off night for things to go your way. Uh, but only time will tell. Big night for, just think about Kent and Aribo to try and take the pressure off the, the defence because, you know, if you, if, if they lie back the way they did against Celtic or stand off them, then they're going to be punished. Yeah, well, Aribo's one of these players, isn't he? He can play in that central midfield role, but I think tonight he's going to play a bit higher up, probably out in the right-hand side, it looks like, and, and looking at that lineup. But defensively, both Kent and Aribo are going to need to work really hard for the team, working back into their own half. And to be honest, that's actually performances that, as I mentioned earlier on, over the last couple of seasons, I think you've seen really good performances from Rangers. And Ryan Kent particularly can do that job and he's got the athleticism he's got the speed to match those players as well so it'll be a tough night and a tough ass for them but if 1-11 they can get it right then they might just get that result Ryan Jack came back played so well didn't he a couple of weeks ago then had the injury it's great to see him back but could be a big night for the Scotland midfielder yeah I just think as I said earlier on I think the the discipline in the midfield being able to read the game in the middle of the park uh, I think will be invaluable for, for Rangers tonight I'm just thinking as Leanne talks about a perfect away performance. I watched Liverpool last night against yep. Inter Milan mm-hmm. and they didn't have it all their own way. No. I know Liverpool have got some fabulous, fabulous players but a performance like that, you know, making it really tight if you're under the cosh mm-hmm. but Rangers Wish have got players were. there that can go you know, the other way and uh, try and score a goal. So I think it's something similar. A typical kind of European away night and you'll need your goalkeeper as well. Because on paper it looked great, didn't it? 2-0 for Liverpool, but actually they had a tough right, night. Right up yeah. to the 70, yeah. 75th mm-hmm. minute. You know, it could have went either way. I think whoever was doing the punditry, I think it was real Ferdinand said it could have went either way. And he was right because, you know, Inter had some good moments in the game, but Liverpool now, huge experience. See it out and then take their chances. Here's Rangers breaking out. Yeah, chance the ball played through to Morellis, who but there's an infringement, so nothing's going to happen there. Liam, what are you reckoning? I think just comparing that to last night as well, it just shows you how important a game plan is, though, Simon. Mm-hmm. To yep. go away from home in a European game, to know that you won't get it all your own way, yep. but to have belief in the quality that you've got within your side. And I think that's exactly the mindset that Rangers need to have tonight. Yep. Looking at the early signs, just in terms of the way Dortmund were building a couple of minutes ago, Rangers looked to be aggressive in the press. You know, Aribo and Kent were pushed on, Morellis is setting that high line the midfielder squeezing up and I spoke about the athleticism of Lundstrom as well and having those legs having Ryan Jack in there who's disciplined and then having Arfield who's that midfield player that can spring and go beyond he recognises really well at times when to release it and go and join that press and that attack so what you then need is your back line to be brave as well Simon it's nothing worse than turning around as a, as a midfield player as a striker and your defence are miles behind you yeah. so it's just having that belief that you can squeeze the game and go and be really aggressive and get at Dortmund Yeah they've got a good mixture in midfield I, I, I like Arfield the way he can break and, and, and games like this tonight can be set up quite nicely for him you know pick his moments to get, get forward you've got Lundstrom and Jack in there that maybe sit a wee bit more than he would mm. uh, so they've got a decent blend in there but yeah just everybody I think Lambo said it himself earlier on I think 8-9 players have got to be at the top of their game 
you didn't expect Rangers to be without Balogun and uh, Halander obviously not in the squad because of that long-term injury, although he is back. And then people saying, well, they should have signed John Suter, they should have spent a bit more money. Leanne, do you buy that? What do you think? Yeah, no, that's, it's all if buts and maybes yeah. when it comes to that. It, you know, it could work in Rangers' favour, the fact that Halander's not in this squad, that he, he will always be available. You, you would hope for the domestic fixtures just now, um, albeit he's, he's been a strong performer when he's come into the Rangers' side since his injury. So um, this is just decisions that you make and, and at times you, you know, you're relying probably now hindsight looking back and perhaps Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have included to land if he could um, but it's just the way it is Leanne and Simon in the women's tournament Germany nil Spain 1 it's now gone 1-1 so a lot happening in women's football um, what do you think of the new tournament? Yeah, it's busy just now. Um, you know, the Scotland players are over in the, the Pinatar Cup this week yep. as well. I've been across the, the first game in that. Their second game is on Saturday. But no, it's good. I think, you know, they've narrowed down the, the international calendar ever so slightly. Um, there's a lot of competition in there as now, which I think is really good. The fact that it's not just international friendlies is such that it's more tournament-based and you're actually playing with something on the line. I think it adds that bit of cutting edge to it. And certainly it's driving the standards. You know, I think even looking at the Scotland result the other day they get beat 3-1 off Wales and that's the first time Wales have got a result like that over Scotland since 1996 Paul so as much as it looks quite a damning result for, for Scotland it shows you the progress that other nations are making and certainly a lot of these developing nations now that are coming through Ukraine have caused Scotland some problems Hungary have caused some problems so international football especially in the women's side is really on the up We've had a tough time over COVID, haven't we? The women's game has, and I know it's moving into the SPFL next season. It is. I know you've been involved in stuff. I heard you on the programme the other night. Um, yeah. is, is it going to help? It's moving. I hope it helps, Paul. Um, it's been a discussion that's been going on for some time now off the back of COVID. I, can only, I cannot speak highly enough um, of everybody involved in the women's game that have tried tirelessly to, to keep the game you know, moving in the right direction, to come through COVID, um, such difficult times. And certainly Scottish women's football have did everything that they absolutely can. I believe now we're at a point where it's time to move the game on. And, you know, collectively the clubs have made that decision. We'll fall under that SPFL banner moving forward from next season. Um, it's just now a bit narrowing out the, the small print and, and getting the finer details taken care of. But governance is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think it is important now that I think even the SPFL can learn from the women's game, take some of the, the good bits from it and, and allow that to transition across. But it's going to be really important that that relationship remains between SPFL and SWF moving forward and that we drive the women's game to the highest level that it can possibly get to. But the strange things, for example... Um, squad of 20 on the day in the men's game but in the women it's less yeah I think there's a lot of grey areas yeah, yeah it's just that you know and, uh, the game changes so much just now but for me we've had five substitutes for a long time mm -hmm. now in the yeah. game um, certainly a lot longer than the, the guys have been running with it as I say, you mentioned that a squad of 18 players, it, it really restricts the squads that you've got, the fact that you're only allowed to use um, five of those seven subs. So there's kind of basic things within the game that I hope will change and, and that's probably the, the, the obvious ones in terms of a playing day, but there's a lot of stuff around player transfers, loan players um, and different agreements that hopefully that will become seamless moving forward. Leanne Crichton from Motherwell. You're still enjoying the football, loving though, it. aren't you? Absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah, different side to it this season, mm -hmm. on the pitch, off the pitch. Coaching. But just being part of these discussions, Paul, has, has been such a learning experience and so valuable for me. And I'm really thankful, you know, to everybody at Motherwell that's given me that chance as well. And, you know, certain meetings that you're on, sitting alongside the chief exec, he's mm -hmm. on there, I'm on there, our manager Paul Brownlee's on there. You find it, you find it a lot on tougher there. having to do two tasks, obviously the... 
Cleaning. Listen, it's busy. Um, it, you don't really ever switch off as well. And as much as I'm still within a, an assistant management position and the playing side of it, you kind of try and focus as much yeah. on the playing mm. side as you can because it's important that I'm, I'm fit and available. Um, but you try and help and you try and influence as much as you possibly can. And you're always thinking ahead, even from the weekend, you play a friendly, you come away thinking, what can you do better? Mm. What players could we possibly bring in to complement the squad? What do we need? What are we missing? Um, you never switch off. Yeah. And see your phone's, your phone's busier than ever when you're in when we do a pre-match planning <laughs> and Simon comes in at 10-2 that's it he, he just strolls in <laughs> five minutes ahead of uh, some others no it's, it isn't it's fascinating we'd love to see the women's game to improve and more young girls women playing because you know I go to grandson's football Saturday morning <clears> and there are some girls playing but not that many yeah to be fair the, the participation levels I think now and at grassroots level is where it's really grown yep. I think what's important now is that we start to create more jobs at the top end of the game and mm. that's hopefully where we can professionalise the, the women's game certainly SWPL1 and SWPL2 will try and do that because you're asking these players to buy into effectively Paul an education yeah. you know 7 yeah. to 10 years to go and train countless hours you're asking parents to bring them along to, to not have a job at the end of it so that's the bit that needs to change um, I go out to games now I go and watch my nephews playing mm. go to other games that we train different venues and there's lots of girls across all Good. the pitches and that's what I love to see because thinking back to when, when I played you were yeah. the, the only kid we've done a couple of football camps Leanne actually came down yeah. uh, a number of years ago just was she to, good? she was very good just to meet the kids uh, yeah. just to meet the kids and have a, a little talk with the kids but we had a lot of, lot of girls mm. uh, at our camps and I always said it was actually quite interesting you know at whatever age I always thought they were more receptive mm -hmm. to the coaching yeah. they yeah, always no, listened more and the boys, the boys wanted to run about and do their own thing yeah all the girls listen. Same in the classroom probably, isn't probably. it? Simon, you're keeping your eye just now, so is Leanne. What's happening with Rangers? We've had uh, nine minutes, Dortmund nil, Rangers nil. Yeah, Rangers have started reasonably well, reasonably comfortable, haven't been put under any sort of pressure as of yet. I think most of the players probably been going towards the, the Dortmund goal without any real chances being created. There was a, a high ball went into the box and Kent didn't quite get his touch right uh, a few moments ago, but quite comfortable for Rangers so far. You know, the... It hasn't been an onslaught by any stretch of the imagination. They've kept it reasonably well. Just working out here on the left side with Barisic again. It, they actually look brave on the ball, Simon. Yeah. You Rangers. know, there's no panic. There's, there is. It does look as if there's a real belief in what they're, they're trying yeah, to achieve. Brilliant chance. chance. Oh. What a chance for Rangers! A good shot there, deflected Barisic. for a corner kick. And Borna Barisic, Kent did so well, didn't he, on the build-up? I actually think Barisic is surprised that he's managed to work it his way that high up the shoot, pitch. Doesn't he get in there and His shoot. first thought is to yep. he's just approaching the, the pin of the, the six-yard box. He looks and glances at yep. Morelis as if he's going to square it. I think it's Arfield at the back post as well, and he's almost caught in two minds. He just needs Morelis to be direct. If the goalkeeper makes yeah. a save, it comes back out and you've got bodies there. But what a wonderful chance for Rangers early on. They've started well, haven't they? That's uh, 10 minutes yep. gone. Yep. News coming in a second but let's just uh, see this one it's going to be James Tavernier Rangers playing right to left as we look from uh, where the, the cameras are right footed it's not the best one it's easily cleared but it's still with Rangers they try to thread it out to the right so yeah good start Simon we're going to take a quick break for the news and then we're back Rangers are nil-nil Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai you name it they've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery 
delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! 17 minutes gone, it's still Borussia Dortmund nil, Rangers nil, Leanne Crichton, a real chance a few moments ago, but luckily didn't go in. Yeah, it was a chance for Dortmund, it came from a corner, uh, Zagadou, it was completely unmarked right in the middle of the six yard, but he's got to do better, it should be 1-0 Dortmund, in fact it could be 1-1 when you look back at that Barisic chance, Um, but certainly both teams have been fairly evenly matched in in the opening um, 17 minutes, Paul. Simon, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think uh, the defender Zagadou has got to do better. I think he just mistimed the header. His manager's looking on in disbelief almost thinking how has he managed to do that? he gets away from. Must be just six yards out and just got it all wrong. But as Leanne quite rightly says, there isn't really that much between the teams. Uh, Barisic had that fantastic Mm. chance just before and he should have scored as well. You know, it was almost as if he was caught by surprise to be in that position. Should have square it, should have shoot, instead of just being focused and getting his foot through it. Yeah, other than the corner, chance. Rangers do look really well organised, mm. I would need to say. There's been a couple of moments that you would expect Dortmund, with the, the quality that they've got, to, to breach that Rangers defence. But um, one occasion, Bassey recovered really well, got back in to defend it. There's been a couple of Dortmund corners. But when Dortmund are moving the ball side to side, it, there seems very real understanding. Kent's rolling that left-hand side. He's working back in, working across. Aribo, as we mentioned, is, is squeezing in and across and, and doing that job for the team, Paul. So it's certainly been positive signs for Rangers. They've started really, really well. Who's going to win the tournament? and Who's going to win the Conference League? Leicester in action there tonight. I don't think Brendan Rodgers thought that's where they'd be. They just missed out in Champions League, but that's where they are. They're playing tonight. Celtic will be playing Bodo Glimt. Uh, a kick-off at eight. There'll be loads of people heading to the ground. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about the opposition. It's always a, um, an interesting one because, you know, there's both positives and negatives. I think the fact that they've got the same manager, they play the same way. Yes, they've, they've lost four players, I think, um, from their sort of lineup from last year, but have replaced them almost like for like in terms of the style. So I don't think, you know, sometimes in pre-season you can be a bit disjointed. So I don't think that's going to happen with what we've seen of them in the pre-season games and scouted them. Um, you know, they still look a very good team and um, it'd be a good challenge for us. Uh, you know, yes, we are match fit and we're in, we're in good condition. So, you know, I'm hoping that that, that is an advantage, particularly later on in the game. But at the same time, you just got to prepare as if, you know, they're going to be a, a you know, a good challenge for us and, and we're preparing for them to play as they did, you know, so well in, in, in Europe uh, earlier in the season. Should be a good game tonight. We heard from Rob earlier who'll be commentating on it. Leanne, it sounds as though, a bit like Celtic, the high press, they go for it. Yep, it sounds that way. Certainly, you know what Rob McLean's like. He's always across his research and very thorough on the job. Um, I think it could be an exciting tie to watch because uh, I, I think if, you know, Bodo Glint came out and, and do what... It's you know it says on the tin that they do and, and attack and look to score goals as well with that attacking four three three system. In Celtic, we know they only play one way and they're renowned just now for that quick start. The opening forty five minutes in games is where they've they've won the games that they've come out on. Certainly the second half they sometimes fizzle out. They don't get that third goal, but tonight it could be very different if you can get that Celtic support on side. Though you know a packed 
out Celtic Park, Simon will tell you what that noise is like and how electrifying it is just now with the quick start and the style of football that Celtic are playing. Ange Postacoglu, he'll absolutely want his side to do well. He'll want them to win. He'll want to keep this run going. He'll want them to win every single tournament that they're in just now. And if that includes the European uh, Conference League, then so be it. Simon, you've scored great European goals for Celtic. What about Gikamakis? So we didn't know too much about him. He was out for a while. But I, I sense that the Celtic fans are warming to him. Yeah, he's, he's definitely... His work rate is brilliant. He's been a wee bit untidy. I, I watch him at close quarters, most games, a wee bit untidy with his first touch at times, but he's beginning to get goals, Paul. Uh, he actually scored at the weekend just before he was taken off. The, the, I don't even think he'd... I was quite happy for him because he'd, he'd worked away and worked away, but as a striker, you always want to get a goal. And I think it was Jota squared it for him to, to for a simple finish and then he, he proceeded to get subbed. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's did well. I think he's got a real, a real fight in his hands and that's maybe... An obvious thing to say at a club like Celtic, but I think with the likes of Furuhashi mm. and Maeda, I think they are ahead of him. Uh, and I think he's always going to have that fight. So again, that is a fight that you, I heard these comments during the week, you know, why Celtic, why not? You know, yeah. the, the stature of the club, I totally understand that. I would like to see him do well. Uh, but the goals of late probably give him that wee bit of confidence. It'll be interesting to see if he starts again tonight. It'd probably be a boost for him, you know, if he started mm. ahead of... Maeda, I think uh, Andrew's used Maeda on the on the, the left a couple of times. But yeah, he's, he's putting himself about and I think that's why the, the Celtic fans have warmed him. I think they can see the, the effort there and the determination. Uh, top goal scorer in the Erdogan's yeah, last year yeah. with a, a, a low level team. So, mm. you know, he's, he's got goals in him. Uh, Do you like think Simon, he, he's had to reinvent himself a wee bit at Celtic? A, a wee bit in terms of, yeah, and what they, they want and what the, yeah. the manager wants, yes. But I, th I think at the start, he didn't hit the ground as quickly as the others that have come in. Mm. And I think at a club, any club, but a club like Celtic, with that bigger following, it can maybe dent your confidence a wee bit. I remember going back to a penalty that he missed I think it was against Livingston, last kick yep. of the ball. Right. Great for him to step up and take it. You think, go on, go and put it in. He, he misses it. And I think he, his confidence took a wee bit of a dent. So I think he's, it's whether he's got the minerals to keep coming back to the well. You know, he's, it's going to be a, a fight for him to get that top jersey because mm -hmm. I think Kyogo's ahead of him and I think Maeda's ahead of him. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Leanne, you're keeping your eyes on Rangers just now. 23 minutes gone, so halfway through the first half, nil-nil. We know it's a big test tonight of Barisic and Bassey and it's Dortmund uh, on the attack at the moment. Uh, how have they been doing, the two of them? They've been they've been doing okay. Yeah, the you know there's moments that they're having to, as I say, be really well organised, backs to the the wall, but no real threat. I, I wouldn't say in Alan McGregor's goal. I think anything that that Dortmund have brought, Rangers have dealt with it in and around the box defensively themselves before it's got to the goalkeeper. They've conceded a number of corners, and there's another Dortmund corner just coming up. But I, I think if you were to ask Rangers if this is part of the game plan, I think they'd, they'd be delighted with the start in the game. Um, the way they defended the last corner wasn't very. Good. Good, as we mentioned, the chance that um, Zagadou had, so that they'll need to do better in this occasion, be more physical, be more aggressive in those 1v1 situations. Um, but certainly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I think will be pleased if you're looking to I think when you get into games like this Paul you almost try and go through it in stages where you're the first 20 minutes don't concede don't give anything away then you move through and you know closer to half time don't concede before half time 
then you came out with that fresh approach in the second half. So I think so far, Rangers, are, as I say, are following that game plan really well. Ryan Kent looking sharp and he's back defending there. He almost made the goal for Rangers earlier on, still nil-nil. Simon, what do you make of Ryan Kent tonight? Yeah, just I think it'll be unfamiliar for Ryan yeah. Kent in that normally Rangers are attacking. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they'll have all the play. And I think Leanne was talking about that earlier on, about their shape and working back. And as she was talking about that, I, I was thinking... These are the kind of nights where the attacking-minded players have to do that. Maybe more of a shift going back the way, uh, particularly in games against Dortmund away from home. So he'll, he'll, he'll have to put that work in. And then you're looking for that wee bit of talent, you know, in, in the final third for Rangers, if they can get there. But as Leanne says, it's been reasonable. It's not as if they're getting opened up at all. You know, the danger has only came from set plays up until now, uh, as Dortmund back here on the left. But yeah, just three or four corners that they've had to and what, they've only switched off at one where, where the, the lads should do better. But out with that, they've they've done okay and they've had a great chance themselves. Quite a few of you have been uh, on the socials at Go Football Show saying, what happened uh, with uh, James McPake? I know we talked about it in, in the first hour. Leanne, it's been a long time since I've heard people say, I just don't understand it. And Mark McGee coming back in and he did a lot of good things in football as a player and a manager but he's been out for such a long time so clearly the Gordon Strachan influence who's also really influential manager over the years mm-hmm. um, it's strong yeah and it just you know shows you what, it, what it, uh, it pays off to no folk in football if you're looking to get back into the game that's the way it seems but uh, listen I think James I've been across social media and I always kind of try and dip into some of the, the fans forums mm. and the chats that are going on and try and get a real feel for, for what people are actually feeling within the clubs because uh, we as a media can have one view and one opinion and it can be completely different more often than not to those that are in the clubs now I think as I mentioned months ago if James McPake had been removed from his position I don't think anybody would have been yeah. too shocked or, or too surprised at it. Um, he, he did a good job in getting them out of the Championship. They were there for a couple of seasons. It was his first real his a chance for Dortmund or into the, the Rangers box. It's squared. Again, it's another brilliant chance. Dortmund just couldn't get the touch. Malin, I think it was. Yeah, it just Malin. goes by him. Just, he, yeah, he stabs the right foot at it almost, Simon, doesn't he? he can't yeah, convert the, it into the, the net. first time they've kind of opened Rangers up at all on the left-hand side. It's squared back in. Again, it's I too think, easy. You I look at the Rangers players that are in. A little, does he get a little touch on it to just take it away from the... You look at Lundstrom and Tavernier, though, not yeah. picking up. He yeah. just wandered into an area. Yeah. Players are ball-watching, watching the ball holder. Yeah. And it's just that yeah, movement off the, off the back shoulder. Um, but no, listen, I think when you look at it, I don't think too many Dundee fans are that surprised themselves that James Peake yeah. is gone because they're down in the bottom two they're slightly adrift from I think is it Ross County or St Johnston yeah. it's just yep. above them yep. um, I don't think they're looking for a replacement in Mark McGee I think that's more where the surprise has come from if you're going to take a new direction at the club and you're going to remove James McPeake at this point of the season off the back of two positive results to then go and replace him with a guy who's been out of football we mentioned that six game ban and the touchline I think that is so important when you look at having your manager there and able to influence the game I'm there every week Paul out at games on a Saturday Simon's the same the managers never stop down in the touchline and see when they're removed more often than not you can actually see it affecting the team so I think it's such a big call to make It's about survival you'd imagine otherwise I mean they had a glowing tribute to James McPake afterwards but he's gone That's what I was about to say Paul what what are Dundee's ambitions you know if if they stay in the league this year it's success surely and for me they've been at the bottom of that table for I would think the full season now they allow 
uh, James to go and get some players in and mm. transfer Which window. is strange, isn't it? It's only, what, two but weeks ago? They're going to bring players in. They go to Tynecastle mm. against the third best team in the, in the league and get a great result. And then they go to Peterhead, which is a potential banana skin. Yeah. I watched some of the game. They, they weren't yep. great, but they no. won 3 0. But who's in the hat? hat. They're in the hat, yeah. and, they, and they get a fantastic draw against Rangers sure. in the next round at Dens. And then all of a sudden, he's out of job. So I don't know. I really don't know the ins and outs of it, what's going on behind the scenes. It surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me because it's, it's football. I think the fact mm. it's happened so quickly as well um, would tell you that it's been something that's been going on behind the scenes, and it, it was clearly something that. James McPeak wasn't aware of and I and I know that and I think that because listening to his interview post-match after the Peterhead game he sounded like a manager that was delighted to win the hat and was a manager that was looking forward to taking his team um, through to the next round back to domestic league duties and then would have had that tie against Rangers to look forward to so um, but listen football probably doesn't surprise you at yep. times and as I say it's that point in the season now where it's that managerial roundabout where there's changes galore um, but it seems to be the same people that get brought back into jobs as well Paul at times yep. and you just wonder as Simon says what are the, the ambitions and aspirations out of Dundee as a football club you know survival this season should have been um, paramount and they, they've very much still got that in their hands Do you think it's too much of a closed shop? Scottish football or maybe football in general I think at times it yeah. can be you know you only need to go as far back as the appointment of Ange Postecoglou and, mm. and people were alarmed at the appointment mm. you know had no idea who this guy mm. was he was coming from a you know a different country and had worked in different leagues and it was leagues that we didn't know yeah. and we're very, we are very much a closed book sure. you know sometimes you need to open your mind up and, and look outside the box It is quite refreshing though when they get new, get new names coming in I mean Stephen Glass at Aberdeen I, I, I was excited about Stephen coming mm. in you know as somebody knew he'd went and played his trade and, and learnt his, his mm. trade over in the States I knew Stephen obviously played him way back yeah. Yeah. I thought something coming in fresh mm-hmm. taking Scott Brown up there a whole new look to Aberdeen mm. after Derek McInnes probably suffered after the success of Derek McInnes at Aberdeen that hard to follow time. yeah maybe. yeah I think yeah. so maybe but again 11 months you're not yet football you're never given no. you're really not and I think you're at a point as well Simon you need to look at players and yeah. performance levels yeah, yeah. You know, look no at you the can't quality. look at the players yeah, it's the no, manager <laughs> come on listen if I'm included right. in it then don't look at the exactly. players but um, no, no but seriously right. you know they, you look they've, at the they've, under, they've underperformed that, that squad but again 11 months and it comes you know the straw that breaks the camel's back the, the Scottish Cup exit mm-hmm. at the weekend there Yep. on top of the Wraith Rovers at the start of the season remember yeah, that they did a good start yeah then. but managers uh, managers yeah. just don't get the time nowadays they don't I'm going to tell you what's happening Rangers are still nil-nil 31 minutes gone uh, elsewhere in Europe uh, Real Betis are doing a Celtic they were two up away at Zenit and it's back to 2-2 and you just mentioned <laughs> earlier yeah. I remember Celtic were two up then really three up almost three and that seems a long time ago three, though, doesn't oh, it yeah. I, was, I was over there yeah. it seems an eternity oh, ago you were, at, you were at the match uh, Napoli have gone one up yeah. in the Camp Nou yeah. uh, Barcelona nil Napoli one so loads of football on tonight Celtic up eight tonight in the Europa uh, Conference League and it's a playoff for the uh, final stages Rangers in the Europa League and they are nil-nil. And a decent start, Leanne, isn't it? They're still, you know, they had a chance, a few, not quite a chance, but, you know, Rangers, what do you make of it now? It, it looks okay, I yep. would need to say, yep. Paul. Rangers still look more than comfortable. Um, they've had their, certainly even in terms of the possession. 
they look comfortable in possession, they're trusting what they're trying to do, moving the ball, looking for that breakthrough. Morelis is dropping in, linking the game well at times. They've had a couple of chances of getting into the Dortmund box. They've certainly had a couple of corners as well. Um, and likewise, Dortmund have had very much the same. So it looks just now like Rangers are able to contain Dortmund. They don't seem panicked or alarmed by the way that they're performing. Whether Dortmund have got another few gears that they can certainly manoeuvre through it. Um, and we just saw just one a there. chance there yeah. for a bit of quality I mean just they've managed to clear the lines again yeah. Barisic it was to get back onto the line mm. certainly a, a weak and, and tame effort towards goal but Barisic working in switched on defensively and those are the moments you need to you need to deal with because you can switch off for a second Paul where I'm saying you feel comfortable and you look in a good shape and mm. you're working together as a team and it's that one bit of quality that one pass that, that breaks the lines and the, the entire team's out of it um, and that almost just happened there That could be a good moment not just for the team but for Barisic whose confidence <clears throat> I mean it was shattered wasn't it it was short after the Celtic game He looked so yeah. low yeah probably one of his worst performances if not he's, the worst performance in a Rangers jersey um, but he started this half certainly attacking-wise. He, he had that chance. He's got to take a bit of belief and confidence from that. Uh, and then the way the teamwork tonight, I think, mm. is really important that he's not exposed as well. I, I think that I, I felt in the old firm game the two uh, Rangers fullbacks were exposed. Yeah. I think in terms of the shape and the way that Rangers looked initially, they got it wrong um, because they should have been doubling up in those wide areas mm. like they are tonight. They look as if they've perhaps learned that lesson. Simon albeit Dortmund don't look to be as aggressive in the wide areas yeah. as Celtic were in that old firm game but it, it, sometimes that can be a blessing in disguise Paul if you can come through that game and you can get away from it like Barisic and be taken out the limelight and, and have a couple of weeks to reflect and build the confidence back up and get back at it tonight it could be a, a season changer for him Chance here for Rangers 34 minutes gone Borna Barisic free kick into the box he's trying to find his kind of Golton up there for it so too is Morelos looking for some of the crumbs Rangers have they got the throw in or has it gone to Dortmund no, I think it's going to be a Rangers throw in Simon still nil nil. Yeah, they just uh, they defended that last little scare that uh, Leanne described there quite well and then broke, kept a little bit of possession and won the full. I think it was mm. Ryan Jack in the middle of the park, won that full that yep. you just uh, discussed. But yeah, just in the right end of the pitch for Rangers' point of view, just winning a couple of throw-ins. But out with those two little scares, uh, there hasn't been a, a lot for Rangers to worry about. Uh, Did you ever have a game like Borna Banisic had the other week? We mentioned about 10. I'm going to ask you as well, Leanne. I think, all, I think we've all had games like that. Can you I th think you won games? Do you know what? Well, not one particular. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you were talking about it there, unfortunately, games like that against Celtic, your your greatest rivals, they they tend to be the ones that people remember. Mm. Uh, uh, there's two players for me that stick out watching old firm games over the years mm -hmm. in terms of performances. Fernando Rickson. Yeah. He got hooked, didn't he, at half time? Yes. Yep. And Bobby Petter, I yep. remember in an old firm mm. game, oh, and it was fullback positions. It was a corner for Rangers, Leanne, uh, but it's yes. going to be cleared by Dortmund. Sorry, I'm going back no, to that. No, you're fine. It's You've come to nothing. Well. But again, there's one Ryan, from each side. Ryan yeah. Kent uh -huh. back in there um, so, doing the defensive duties again. And you're right, but those are the ones that people remember. Ones, but, it, but when you look at those two players, said yep. they came back and recovered for those performances. Right. Do you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break. I want to hear more about those. Still nil nil. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. It's all happening. Rangers have gone two up and it's Alfredo Morelos. Tavernier two minutes ago. Morelos now. Simon Donnelly. Leanne Crichton. 
Can you believe it? Unbelievable, Paul. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. And I tell you what, it just shows you how important set pieces are in football. Initially, the, the first goal comes from the corner. The penalties conceded. James Tavenier converts. And again, it comes from a corner. Dortmund don't deal with it. It's a flick on towards the back post. We'll just get a rerun of it again. Tavenier delivers. It's a rebo that gets a brilliant flick on. And Alfredo Morelos is quickest to react. He's unmarked at the back post. It's the easiest goal that will score in a Rangers jersey. It's an incredible lead. Unbelievable stuff. Sammy yeah. Donnelly. Very similar to the uh, Firmino header last night yes. from Liverpool. Yep. Glanced yep. at the front post there. And as all good strikers, Morelos just anticipates it. I think the Dortmund defender allows him to run off him. And you will not get a simpler tap in, but 2-0 to Rangers. What a start. Not in the script of uh, most commentators they wouldn't have expected this because Rangers have come yep the Scottish champions but against Dortmund se- second top of the Bundesliga and previous winners of the Champions League so still a long way to go Liam we've got what 42 minutes gone and Rangers will want to if they could go in 2-0 up at half time It's an unbelievable first half performance Rangers have to a player get the game plan absolutely spot on, Paul. They've been right on the money. Every single player is doing their jobs, uh, working hard for the team, doubling up in the areas that are vitally important. But see, when they win the ball back, as I mentioned earlier, they're brave. They've got a belief in what they're trying to achieve. They're working the ball forward. And that's why they've had the success and they've won the corners that they have because they've actually been able to get beyond that Dortmund backline and cause them some real problems. You look at the celebrations there, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst down the sidelines with staff, there's excitement on the faces, but you can tell there's a, a shock amongst them as well. Um, they were not expecting to get things all their own way in this opening half of the game. No, it's incredible. Uh, as I said, Rangers, we, we, it's, it's funny, we spoke about it before the, the game, you know, taking a, maybe even a one-goal one defeat. They're now 2-0 up here, sitting in a strong position and Leanne was talking about stages of the game I would suggest the next stage of the game is to get in at half time yeah. 2-0 yeah. have <laughs> they taken throw some team? cold water in your face yeah. and sit down and relax for five minutes <laughs> have they underestimated Rangers? I don't, I don't know no. I, I think Rangers have as I say they've started the game reasonably well Barisic had a great chance uh, the only time that Dortmund have looked a threat was from the set play and the one across the face they haven't really opened Rangers up you know there's not been a siege on the Rangers goal and They've, they've taken advantage of the penalty obviously with, with VAR but the second goal is a good set piece Morelos anticipates it and what a position to be in 2-0 up away from home Could be some night we said it at the top of the programme European doubleheader Rangers 2 up at the moment after 44 minutes against Dortmund just Celtic in action at 8 against uh, Just looking at some the of the stats there Paul just out of curiosity yeah. Dortmund have had more of the ball it looks like a, a 60-40 split Is it? but yeah. when you look at total shots Rangers have had 5-4 on target which just shows you there's mm. real quality there um, and 3-for-3 three three in corner kicks which have been so vitally important as I said Dortmund had their chance um, Zagadou missed mm. that free header in the middle of the 6 and then both Rangers goals that have come from the, the corner um, so really really important Quite a night uh, it could be. It's looking good for Rangers. We know there's a long way to go and uh, Celtic would be expected to win. It just shows you at home they won't take Bodo Glimp for granted. Can I just uh, ask you yeah. a question as well, Simon? If you're in the Celtic camp just now, I'd imagine players would be across these scores. Mm. Does that maybe send a message to the, the Celtic players as well that they're thinking, all right, mm. maybe maybe Rangers are... I don't know. You could look at it, you could look at it in two ways. Obviously, Celtic... Rangers a couple of weeks ago Rangers are beating the team that are sitting second in the Bundesliga does it maybe reflect better on our league than 
Yes. You know, the credit yeah, we get, yeah, here's yeah. a chance for Dortmund now. It takes a deflection. I don't, know, I don't know if chance here, I don't know if it directly affects the Celtic players, mm. but we, we touched about it earlier in the show. The shot in the arm of the confidence that Rangers players would take into the next few games mm. if they come away from this with a result. Anything like this, you know, 2 0 is unbelievable. There's the second goal. Yeah, it's again. almost just, like a European bounce, isn't it? If you can yeah. get that energy no, and performance well, we levels as we spoke about, about. The fatigue and, and, and too many games, these guys will be 10 feet tall. They want to get into the next game, yeah. you know, if they, if they come away from from Germany tonight with a victory, which at the moment, you know, with a minute to half time, I look at the disgust of the, the Dortmund manager there. They he's don't not look too happy. happy. He's not happy. No, the players don't look happy <laughs> either. Down, Paul. You, know? yeah. you can see them almost yeah. waving the arms and trying to drive a bit of encouragement, demanding more. You, can't, you more. can't rule Dortmund out because of the calibre, but at the moment, on reflection of what we've seen in the first 45 minutes, you wouldn't say, you know, Rangers on the break again here. Fantastic play for Kent. It's uh, it's not been back to the wall stuff with two no. breakaways. You know, it's been quite an even game. That's lovely from Ryan Kent. Yeah. He, he takes the ball in middle of the pitch where he's back to his player, drops the shoulder, drops it one way, loses his player. The next player comes in, side foot, slips it through the legs, keeps possession and sends Morelis on his way and Rangers have got another corner. another corner. They look confident, Rangers, yeah. and of course you can understand why because it's a brilliant lead to, to have, certainly heading in at half-time, but... I think when you prepare probably for a game of this magnitude and you know it could quite easily go the other way. They could have been in the receiving end of a score like this at half-time. Um, but Rangers are yep. very much finishing this game in the uh, first half in the front foot. Yeah, only one minute being added. They've won another corner, but the whistle has gone for half-time. And there you see Alfredo Morelos in 41 minutes got the second. Just three minutes after... The captain, James Tavernier. I mean, it was unusual, but Leanne makes a great point. It was a couple of minutes after the infringement. It'd been a corner kick, a handball. We hadn't seen it, but you have to wait. Yeah, you just need to wait, and I think until play comes to a natural stop, um, or there is a natural stoppage, which yeah. what, what happened, because we had, had switched off completely even watching it back. And, we were trying um, to work out. We were trying to figure out when the last time the ball was in the box. Well, that hadn't reached the box. So yeah, it couldn't be that one. And as a player, that's quite tough as well. But if you if you think of it the other way, if, if play goes on and the other team, you know, if Dortmund went up the pitch and scored, for mm. example, it comes all the way back to um, that Rangers corner, which was the resulting goal. What's a first half, isn't it? Nobody saw that said, coming. Yep. We spoke to Paul Lambert at the top of the show. Mm. He said anybody getting a result over there, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And Rangers are sitting pretty 2 0 up at half time. Let's do the Glasgow double tonight then. I know a long way to go, Rangers, but 2 0 up at half time. Celtic Bodo Glimt at uh, 8 o'clock tonight. There'll be, what will be, 58,000, won't it? Virtually 60,000. Let's hear from the manager talking about that famous Celtic European approach. I think people have seen our approach, you know. We, they saw our approach in Europe already. We played some some pretty good teams. Um, Leverkusen, what are they, third in the Bundesliga and Batiste third in Spain. And people saw the approach we took against them. Our goal is to be a team that plays, you know, this football against all opposition. Now, that's obviously means that we need to keep improving. And But I thought we saw that, you know, to be fair to our European campaign, we ended up winning three games in our group, which, you know, we didn't really struggle. I mean, we, we, we started, obviously, we started a bit slowly, and particularly when we played Leverkusen here, you know, we, we played some good football, but also realised that at that level, you get punished for the smallest of mistake. Gave us a real good realisation of the difference that we needed to make in our game, but we didn't change our approach, and we won't change our approach. Do you want the Celtic lineup for tonight? It's just come in. Yes, yeah, so Joe Hart, of course, in goals. The back four, Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. The midfield of O'Reilly, McGregor, the captain, and Rogic. Up front, Abada and Jota 
with Maeda through the middle. So Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor, O'Reilly, McGregor and Rogic, Abada, Maeda and Jota. On the bench, Bain and uh, Julian, Scales, Beton, Gikamakis, McCarthy, Hatati starts on the bench, James Forrest as well, Anthony Ralston, Welsh and Dembele. So, Simon, um, yep, no Hatati at the beginning. What do you make of the Celtic lineup? Yeah, strong. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, st- strong again when you're reading out the midfield three. I was actually questioning who, yeah. who have they left out. And then you tell me it's Hatati who's been really good since he first arrived. But so has O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly's had a really good start to his career at Celtic as well. The front three looks strong. He's opted for Maeda ahead of Giacomacchus, which I thought he would do. Uh, yeah, I think now it just... It shows you the, the, the strength of depth, the, the good uh, additions that he's brought in in the winter break, Ange Postacoglu, and he can now really shuffle the pack when he needs to and, and keep that kind of level there because that midfield to front looks very strong. Is Wait, this yeah. the first game, sorry, Simon, that O'Reilly and Rogic will have started together? Do you know something? You might be yep. right. Mm-hmm. I almost uh, felt that in yeah. the last few lineups since O'Reilly's arrived, yeah. it's either been uh, one, one or the two. other. Yeah, yeah. both left sided players, yeah. very similar. Um, yes. So it'll be interesting to see the what that balance looks like. So you don't often see three lefties in the, in the, middle, the middle of the, of the pitch. I know. With McGregor mm. uh, along yeah. with that as well. Three, three lovely footballers, three guys <clears> that you know are really easy on the eye, and I've, I have I've been impressed with O'Reilly mm-hmm. since he's come in. Uh, he's he's in an impact in every game. One point. Four or five million, something yeah, like that. And young as well. Amazing, you know, it? he's got a bright future ahead of him. That, that and that's way. a step up from League One in England, MK Dons to Celtic. I think only the, the first game, even though he performed well at Tynecastle, you know, he looked shell shocked in his post match mm. interview. And I think he came off with cramp. You know, I think it was a real shock to the system his first <laughs> game there. Yeah. But he's, as I say, he's had an impact in every game. Even I think it was the Motherwell game. I think he came off the bench, set one of the goals up, and scored at Petodre. But yeah, I think you might be right, Leanne. I think that's the yeah. first time the two of them have started at the expense of Hitati, who decide, uh, he's decided to kind of rest tonight from the start. Well, I think you can yeah. see, though, with, with the changes that Ange Postacoglu is making in, in recent games, it, he's got a trust and a belief, hasn't he, Simon, with the, the recruitment, the players that he's brought in. Yep. That he's not frightened now just to, to leave Hitati out, take him out the, the side, give yep. players an opportunity. Um, and Taylor, I think, is another player that it's nice to see him playing it and getting that opportunity as well, isn't it? He's in there at left fullback, that would be right, is it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Juranovic on the right-hand yep. side. Because he's a player that not comes under a lot of criticism, but he's probably one of the, the players that people are almost expecting him to fall by the wayside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think, Taylor, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Taylor's, I think he's probably found his best form of late. I think yep. the last few games he's played have been the best I've seen. I always think he's just a, a kind of solid seven out of ten performance. Yeah. Flies under the radar, just does his job for the team. Diff- I think it was a shoulder injury. It was. Yeah, you'd be wondering if he came back in. Right. And seems to favour him. You know, it, he trusts him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, big games like this, he seems yep. to play more often than not. But I think he's, I think his form's been good recently as well. Uh, I'm just thinking just now with O'Reilly. I think he played at the expense of Rogic in one of the games. So I think you're right. I think I don't think Ange is too bothered about who he leaves out you know he's yeah. quite and Rogic had just come back of course yeah. uh, from Australian duty but I think yep. he scored two goals and then was it the Aberdeen game mm-hmm. eyebrows were raised he's, he's left them out but again good management keeping it fresh keeping mm-hmm. everybody challenging on their toes yep. just looking at that Celtic bench as well mm-hmm. Karamoko 
included in the squad as well. Yeah. He's a player that so much we've heard so of. much yeah. we've heard so about him and mm. people expected so much from him. It's just probably a surprise that he's not been one of these players mm. over the last couple of seasons at Celtic who's managed to find a, a real breakthrough. But interesting to see him back in that squad tonight. Yeah, Karamoko Dembele is on the bench. Rangers are two up at half time in the Westfalen Stadium. They're just showing again on BT Sport that corner kick. Corner Goldson goes up, but it comes off. The hand of your pal. Zagadoo. Zagadoo. Simon and keeps trying to break into song over here, but we've, we've had to hold it back. I'm a wee bit older than you, I remember Black Lace. <laughs> uh, there comes the captain. He does that wee shuffle, doesn't he? And it he worked. Does. No, yeah. it was an excellent penalty. Yeah. Yep. Shuffle of the feet. Sends the keeper the wrong way and dispatches it really well. And just three, four minutes later... Rangers make it goal number two and yep. uh, we've talked a bit of Freddie Morelis he is back on fire and we're just seeing that goal now Simon yeah typical centre forward just look at the play here so the corner's not came in obviously we're describing it for our listeners but I think it's Brandt is, he ends up ball watching has a little look over his shoulder but anticipating it Morelis good striker anticipating where the ball's going to go in the second phase there's an 8v5 in, in a Dortmund favour mm, yeah. for that corner in Rangers if you're not, if you're not in the move first and second the move, phase Morelis is in the move anticipating mm. where the ball's going everybody else is standing it's yep. uh, very much like a, a Rangers number 9 of yesteryear Mr McCoy that kind of and, goal yeah. off the shoulder <laughs> yep. and look at him 2-0 Rangers the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney here with Leanne Crichton and Simon Donnelly in an evening when Rangers are two up at half-time against the Bundesliga number two team at the moment. 2-0 Rangers at halftime. Celtic are just over an hour away, an hour and 15 from Celtic against Bodo Glimp. Don't forget on Sunday morning, the business show here and go with Hunter and Hockey. It's on from 11 and it's going to be Ian McGee, production director of McGee's Bakery, the special guest on this show. So Tom and Lord Willie will be offering business advice in the boardroom. If you've got a question for either Hunter or Hockey, email them at gobusiness at thisisgo.com .co.uk Big afternoon today with the Kilt Walk we had over 100 charities there uh, getting ready for the Glasgow Kilt Walk on April the 24th so thanks to everyone who's there Judy Murray popped in so it was great to see Judy and uh, just great charities there people getting ready for that day and Arnold Clark who've got of course the cup which they are sponsoring uh, that started tonight Um, it was great to see Eddie and all the team there it was absolutely great afternoon let's go back on the line still 2-0 for Rangers, the teams haven't come back out yet. We'll hear a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu. Let's speak to a Celtic fan ahead of the game tonight. It's Terry. Terry, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, Leanne. Hi, Hi Terry. Terry. How are you feeling about tonight? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to every Celtic game at the moment. They're playing great football, so any opportunity to see Celtic at the moment is a good opportunity. <laughs> Did you hear the team line-up? You happy? I've I seen, I seen yep. yeah, yeah, I've seen the lineup. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, a lot of energy in the midfield with Riley, O'Reilly there. And uh, obviously, Rogic has been on form as well. And Jota and Habada, yeah, I'm happy with that. Keeps Hitati a wee rest as well. That's the thing, isn't it? It's no longer you can just say, oh, 11 players. You've got a huge squad. I don't even know who Celtic's best team is at the moment. So I'm just happy <laughs> that we've got that squad. What a problem to have, really, isn't it, of Terry? Course. 
Oh, as I say, everybody seems to have bought into the, the football and the system and people can just move about into positions here and there. So, aye, it's, it's arguably the best football I've watched maybe since Tommy Barnes' team. You can hear it, can't you, Simon? Yeah. In Terry's voice. Yeah. And the Celtic fans mm. are loving it. You know, it's, And why wouldn't they? It's very enjoyable to go and watch. Uh, and as Terry says, there's a certain amount of flair, energy, creativity, plenty of goals, plenty of excitement. You know, Angie's did a fantastic job since he came in and tonight I don't expect anything different. You know, I, I, I was at the Wraith game at the weekend and Hatati played, so I, I can see his, his train of thought. You know, he's I think he's played more or less every game since he came in. Mm. Uh, give him a rest. He's and been he's, sensational, hasn't he? Oh, he's been yeah. fantastic. He's, he really has. There's been a couple of games he's not been right at it, but when he has against Rangers, obviously his first game... The goal through at Tynecastle, still finding his feet. I mean, he's five or six games into mm. his Celtic career. But then you've got the quality of O'Reilly, another mm. fantastic addition to come in. He's been excellent, really one that's caught my eye. Rogic back to the top form. McGregor's having an excellent season. And then you've got, you've got pace to burn in that front three. Mm. Uh, Maeda, and the, the time I've watched him, will not stop. You know, he'll just keep going all night, whether he's in possession, chasing things down. Abada, I think, is on 14 goals, which is a phenomenal return, and Jota just mm. seems to get better. So, I mean, I can understand why Terry's... Yeah, you're happy as well. Terry's very happy. Terry, <laughs> any question for Simon and Leanne? The, no, my question was probably sometimes people, some people are looking at this tournament as maybe or kind of mediocre tournament, but there's a, there's a lot of good teams in there, obviously, that we can measure ourselves against as well. And I'm just glad that this team's getting more opportunities to play together because we are still a work in progress. And at the end of the day, the more games, the better. The this team plays better for Celtic. Leanne, a quick change. I'm going to answer that. We're going to throw that to Leanne. Uh, just back out. A and... couple of changes. Both sides are back out. Dortmund, I didn't see the second player that it's come off, but Brand certainly one of them. And Giovanni Reina has come on along with Makoko. Um, mm. So... To probably to be expected we spoke about that just off air that Dortmund will probably try and reshuffle the pack and, and certainly was the one that Morelos run off for the, the, the yeah. second goal wasn't it yeah. so mm-hmm. just uh, um, the manager's obviously not happy no they didn't look happy Dortmund certainly towards the end of that second half which you can imagine why mm-hmm. it's their home game it's certainly a tie that they're expected to, to win and probably win comfortably so um, I'll just look out for that second player that's went off Paul but yep and what about Terry? A very happy Terry. He's talking about the strength of the squad. Oh, he sounds delighted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've got to agree. I think anybody that's watched Celtic play, um, certainly in the last two or three months, have been blown away by the performance levels. I think the energy, the intensity that they play, they move the ball. It's exciting. You know, I think for so long we've. Across the globe, there's this possession-based style of football that can at times be a bit frustrating to watch. Um, certainly, if you're a fan, you, you probably stay in your seat a lot longer than you should. But I think it's getting bums off seats, isn't it? And certainly the the opening minutes of the game, you can feel the um, the energy kind of filtering around the stadium when Celtic get going. It's just that constant attack, 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 play everything to a finish. As soon as the ball goes out of play, it's back in and, and that's what you love to see. I think if you're a player at times, you might like it to, to slow down and, and just take a wee break, but not under Ange Postacoglu. Axel Witzel is the other player who went off. Thanks for that, James. Uh, Terry, let's hear from your manager talking about the Bodo, their style of play. It's not, you know, I mean, not just the results, because, I mean, obviously, from my perspective, I kind of look, I like to look at football through a little bit of a different prism and and, and see how teams play more than anything else. And, yeah, their football's fantastic, you know, not just in Europe, but 
but domestically as well. And, you know, they've got a really exciting young group of players that have bought into this style of football. And it's, it's great to see because I think there's, you know, often in all leagues around the world, even here in Scotland, you know, sometimes we talk about teams with lower budgets and playing a certain way, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you know, you get the right manager in and, you know, you get them to, to sort of, you know, believe in something and work in a certain way and you can play that kind of football. It's, it's, I mean, I obviously coming from Australia, it's something I believe in strongly. So, um, yeah, impressed with their results, but more impressed in, in the manner in which they play their football. Terry, what's your scoreline tonight? What do you reckon? I think maybe, I'm hoping for three to go away and we can rest players even more when you've got a 3 no cushion, but I'll be happy with two. Thanks very much, Terry. Enjoy the match tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Terry. Cheers, Terry. Terry on his way to the game. So could it be a big Glasgow night? Because Rangers are still two up and they were on the attack a moment ago, Leanne. They are, and they've had another corner as well. What I'm noticing about the way Rangers are playing tonight, and, and Simon, feel free to disagree, but I think earlier on in the reign of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, what you seen was the two fullbacks sitting quite deep and more backing up the play. Actually, what's happening tonight is that when Rangers are on the attack, Kent, if I use him as the example on the left-hand side, he's actually coming in the pitch almost like a second striker. There's some calamitous defending here from Dortmund, but they've managed to get it clear. Um, Kent is coming in the pitch and actually inviting Borna Barisic around the left-hand side of him, almost creating a new front four, which I think has been really effective because the success that Barisic has had down that left-hand side, the chance early on in the game, the corners that Rangers have had, it's been really impressive. And Rangers go three up wow. and it's John Lundstrom in 49 minutes, Borussia nil, Rangers three. Here's the goal again. Oh, Brilliant strike. strike! What a strike wow. by Lundstrom. <clears throat> Borussia nil, <coughs> Rangers three. That's exactly what I'm saying, Paul. Again, it comes down that left-hand side. That's where Rangers get the overload. Dortmund are over trying to, to stop the attack. Actually, Jack and Lundstrom are both free in the edge of the box. It's cut back and it's an excellent finish. The execution is perfect from Lundstrom. Left-footed, right into the, the far right-hand corner. Talk about being shell-shocked. Wow. Dortmund are absolutely rocked. Is this more like the Stephen Gerrard way of uh, playing? It's a it's a way of playing that's effective in Europe, Paul. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and you've Kent got does. to give credit. Kent does brilliant there. Yeah, and you've got to give credit to the the Rangers players for executing this performance. But I think, as I mentioned in the first that's half, right. the game plan has been spot on, and Rangers have had an answer <clears> for everything that Dortmund have thrown at them tonight. But they've had a belief in what they're trying to achieve to go there and have a three 0 lead this early on in a mm. game. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Simon Donnelly, it's the, the scoreline of the night across Europe, isn't yeah, it? People will be saying fantastic what? finish yeah. for Lundstrom. Do you know something? We were talking about him earlier on in the show and I was listening. I remember Rangers playing Real Madrid at the start of the season. That lad did a really good game and for whatever reason found himself out of the team. You talk about the shape, you talk about this, that and the night tactics. Personnel sometimes, you know, Kamara's been great for Rangers, Davis has been great for Rangers but Giovanni decides to go with Lundstrom tonight. And he's rewarded them there. That's a fantastic finish after great play on the left-hand side for Kent. And now you're sitting at well, just about 50 minutes of the game gone and Rangers are 3 We've spoke about Kent as well though, Simon, and about that defensive duty. Jude, yeah, Jude Bellingham's just scored, Dortmund. pull one back uh, two minutes after that John Lundstrom goal. And it's Jude Bellingham, the English international player. Uh, nervous moments, we're just seeing it back now, Leanne. Yeah, it's a lovely really finish. Similar yeah. to Lundstrom's. Outside the box. Almost against the run of play, though, you would need yeah. to say. Mm. Um, Dortmund just managed to work their, their, themselves into a dangerous area. It's back across the box. Nobody's able to really go and affect the play, and it's a lovely finish. Well out the reach of Alan McGregor. I don't think he could have done too much about it. We'll see the rerun 
but it's just that bit of quality and we know that Dortmund have got that at their disposal um, you know, a lovely Maisie run initially I think it's Barisic actually that gets a touch on it he, he defends inside the box but he puts it back into a dangerous area and very similar the... to Lundstrom's isn't it yeah. just a guided yeah. Yeah. guided with inside of the left foot just comes back to him and the young kid finishes it really it's almost well almost like a training ground exercise that yeah. one just yeah. the laying spray at the edge of the box Simon yeah. isn't it you don't really ever get many chances like that in a game Simon what do you do if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhurst now you're 3-1 up you were 3 up a moment ago they've pulled one back I don't, I don't what think, do you do I don't think you change much at all uh, Leanne's talking about I think Giov- Giovanni could have been criticised in his early tenure at Rangers a sitting in and 1-0s and I think getting caught out in games late on and accused of all, whether that was on purpose uh, or the way the game was going as we see Dortmund attacking down the left here again Good tackle there yeah. isn't it by Bassey is it going to be kick. in fact they wanted the I'm gonna, we've only got a minute and a half to go what's your scoreline for Celtic tonight Simon Donnelly I think I'll go 3-0 Celtic 3-0 Celtic so that would keep the Celtic fans happy let's hope Rangers fans are happy 3-1 up at the moment what do you reckon Leanne? Yeah I think it'll be a Celtic victory although when you look at tonight's result you wouldn't be surprised again if Bodo Glint come a real belief that they can mm. get a result at Celtic Park I think Celtic will have too much though especially at home I'll go for 2-0 Celtic How's your nan? Is she tuned in? As she's always? excellent. I yeah. hope she's listening. I spoke to her earlier on this afternoon and uh, she was certainly telling me then that she was going to listen so hopefully she's enjoying it and if you were Giovanni van Bronckhurst, the play has stopped just now. Don't change. No. Don't change this early on in the half. No, listen, it's far too early on in the half to try and start to see games out and, and try and secure a lead. Just do exactly what you've been doing. Take care of the, the basics of the game. Work hard off the ball. And I think if, if you can get into that 75, 80 minutes and it still remains the same, maybe that's the point where you start to just be that bit more defensive and really try and slow things down. Could be one of Rangers' great European nights. Could be, could be incredible. What a result to take back to Ibrox next week if they can hang on. Tavernier, Morellas, Lundstrom, and then Jude Bellingham a few moments ago. Every one of them well-known names. Simon, it's going to be a, a final what thirty-five minutes <coughs> to go. Yeah, but at the moment Rangers look good for it. Rangers look really good. I think three-one forty minutes. Leanne says, don't change anything just now. Keep. Keep playing the way you're playing. Uh, there might be another chance in the game for Rangers the way it's went up until now, but do not sit back and invite Dortmund onto you. Well, Rob, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy will be here tomorrow night. And let's hope they're talking about a great double for Rangers and Celtic. Celtic on at eight tonight. Rangers with uh, 54 minutes gone. It's Borussia Dortmund one. Rangers three. Back tomorrow, live at five. Jokal Day will be on after the news at seven. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.